if you're ready, turn with me in your Bibles to the book of 1 John chapter 5 verse 4. The book of 1 John chapter 5 verse 4. And I'll be reading from the Amplified Version of the Bible. I read, it says, For everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has conquered and overcome the world. Our continuing persistent faith in Jesus the Son of God and we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I want to share with you on a message I have titled Possessing Persistent Faith Mentality Possessing Persistent Faith Mentality this is a month of persistent faith. And we have come to understand that faith without works is dead. And we have also learned that to please God, we must walk in faith. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So if we are going to please God, we have to walk by faith. If we are going to please God, we have to walk by faith. That's why the Bible says in Romans chapter 1 verse 17, it says the just shall live by faith. The just, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, the Bible says that for we walk by faith and not by sight. For we walk by faith and not by sight. So that means our walk with God is a walk of faith. It's a walk of faith. The only thing that pleases God is us walking by faith, not by fear, not by sight, but by what? By faith. And every time you walk by faith, it pleases God. And when we please God, God does the impossible in our lives. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5, the Bible says that Enoch pleased God. And God translated him from the earthly realm into the spiritual or the supernatural realm. So every time you please God, you will see acts of supernatural happenings in your life. Every time you please God, you will see supernatural acts in your life. That's why when you read the book of Hebrews carefully, the Bible says that through faith, women brought their dead back to life. Through faith, they brought their dead back to life. 
It says, through faith, they quench the mouth of lions. Through faith. Through faith, not through fear. So, once you have faith, there is no impossibility in your life any longer. That's why you have to control what you hear. You have to be careful what you hear. Up to, from, from the beginning of the year till date, I have not watched the news. I'm not saying watching the news is bad, but it's my personal choice. I want to control what I hear because you become or you act based on what you hear. The more fear you hear, you begin to act in fear. Are you following me? So it's so important that in these last days, we are prayed by faith. Why? Because faith is the only law that supersedes every other law. The moment the law of faith is introduced, every other law is suspended. That's why God translated Enoch from here in bodily form into heaven. Because he was operating by faith. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. So the moment you operate in faith, you overcome death. You have victory over death. You conquer death. Because as faith, the law of faith supersedes every other law. The law of faith supersedes every other law. That's why time and time again we have heard testimonies of the doctor said something. That's one law. But then the members also operated in another law, which is the law of faith, which is a higher law than the laws of the medicine or the laws of the doctor. You have to understand this. It's a mindset you have to possess. It's a mindset. It's a mentality. That this man, this woman, cannot live by fear. I can never be poor. Never. Never. That's my mindset. I can never be broke. When I didn't even have a bank account, I knew I can never be broke. Because I know the power of the covenant. That the covenant work. Are you following me? You have to understand how faith operates. Because in these last days, it's only men and women who operate in faith that will survive. So the scripture we read in 1 John chapter 5 verse 4 in the Amplified, it said, For everyone that is born of God is victorious. There is no question about that. Everyone. Now, when the Bible says everyone, it means whether you were born 20 years ago or you were born again today, you have that DNA of victory. It doesn't matter how long you were born. It says for everyone born of God is victorious. For instance, the moment you become a member of this church, this church started eight years ago, right? The day you became a member eight years ago, you were a solution. You took on that name, solution, 
right? This is 80 years ago. If somebody joins this church today, today, and they become a member of the church today, they also bear the name Solution. It doesn't matter when they join. You cannot say because I have been here long, I'm the only one entitled to the name Solution. You can't say that. Like your father's name, there are 10 of you who were born. You all have the same name. Now that's what the Bible is saying. It says for everyone born of God is victorious. Not a failure. Everyone, the moment, the day you become born again, your name was changed from a victim, from a failure to victorious. That's case closed. That's God's identification of you. You might not have gone to university. You might not have even gone to reception. It doesn't matter. You might have been born in a manger. It doesn't matter. The moment you become born again, the Bible says that you are victorious. Somebody say, I am victorious. Say like you know who you are. Say, I am victorious. Say it again. Say, I am victorious. Now, you are not saying this to, to just awaken yourself. That is who you are. That is who you are. You are victorious. It does not matter what your teacher said to you when you were in class. You might have been the last in class. You might have failed your class. You might have lifted the the, the, the class, the whole class you were the last in class it doesn't matter so far as God is concerned you are victorious you don't even have to go to a battle before you are called victorious whether there is a battle or no battle God calls you victorious not only that he said for everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. Not only are you victorious, but you are also an overcomer. Amen. Now say it with me. Say, I am, I am an overcomer. So that means before that issue comes, you have already overcome it. Before that flood comes, you have already overcome it. Are you following me? I remember when I decided to uh, marry my wife, uh, the day I said, okay, we're going to get married on the 7th of July, my bank account became nil and void. <laughs> it became zero. I had only one pound in my bank account. That's the honest truth. The day I said we are going to get married on these dates, on the 7th of July, my bank account became one pound. I don't know what happened. But you see, in spite of that, God gave me a word. The word is all things are ready. So, irrespective of my bank account, what my bank account says all things were already ready at the wedding. I didn't look at my bank account. Why? We walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith 
and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by... So you don't see your natural surroundings. Are you following me? So God said to me, all things are ready. Ten years later, all things have constantly been ready. It's going to be ten years this year. And God has never failed us once. We have never gone to bed without food before. Why? Because God's word that is faith is more potent, more powerful than your current situation. That's what I need to get you to understand. You have to know who you are. The moment you know who you are, all your trouble stops. The moment you know who you are. The moment you know who you are, all your problems stop. The little boy, Prince George, all he will be taught in the house is one day you are going to become a future king. What are they doing? They are trying to let him know who he is to understand his identity. The moment you know who you are, the moment you know who you are and one of the strategy of the devil is for you not to know who you are. That's why the Bible says the God of this world has blindfolded their eyes so they don't know who they are. The moment you know who you are, the moment you know who you are, the moment you know what you have, the moment you know what God has for you in his word, you will never worry again. Amen. The moment you know that 2,000 years ago he healed you, you don't worry about that situation. You know that you were, you were you, I mean, he paid for your healing before you showed up. Are you following what I'm saying? So, so God says you are victorious and you are an overcomer. Everyone that is born of God, everyone, everyone, be yesterday, today, or tomorrow, everyone born of God is victorious and overcomer. Everyone. It doesn't matter your accent. Is it accent? I have to always check with that word. It doesn't matter your accent. It can be a Niger broken accent. It don't matter. Are you following what I'm saying? It can be an accent from from uh, Stratford or Hackney. It don't matter, man. It don't matter. It don't matter. It can be an accent from South Africa. Instead of saying black, you say black. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So far as you know who you are, you are victorious and you are an overcomer. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. You just need to know who you are. You just need to know who you are. It says, For everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has conquered and overcome the world and look at what the victory is our continuing 
persistent faith. It's our faith. And not just any kind of faith. Persistent faith. Persistent faith. The question we want to ask is when we talk about persistent faith, what is persistent faith? Persistent faith is simply continuing a faith that continues firmly or obstinately in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. Persistent faith is a type of faith that continues firmly or obstinately in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. In spite of difficulty or opposition. So the fact that we have persistent faith doesn't mean that we will not have challenges. Are you getting this? The fact that we have persistent faith doesn't mean challenges will not come. They will come, but in spite of the challenges, the Bible already calls us overcomers and victorious. So, now quickly, how do I know I'm born of God? We already know. John chapter 3, verse 3 and verse 5. Jesus said to Nicodemus, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Number two, verse five of John chapter three, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So, what qualifies us to become children of God is to become born again. The day you became born again, your name was changed. You see, it's like, you know, if you're a lady and you're getting married, you have your maiden name. Your maiden name is your father's name. The day you get married, you sign your husband's name. So what happens is your father's name is swallowed by your husband's name. Are you following me? So now the day you become born again, what happens is that your maiden name, which is your natural identity, is swallowed up. Is swallowed up and now you have the identity of Christ Jesus. Are you following me? And that identity represents who you are now. Now, let me tell you something. The Bible says we are seated in Christ Jesus in heavenly places. At this present moment, you are not sitting in this church. You are not sitting in Crawley. You are not sitting in West Success. You are not sitting in England. You are seated on the right hand side of God in heavenly places. That is where you are naturally and originally positioned at this point in time. But you have to understand that the fact that you are seated here physically doesn't mean that is where you are. 
your original sitting position is in heavenly places. It's like that boy who was told by the teacher in the classroom to stand up. He said, stand up for 30 minutes. And the boy said in his mind, you might think I'm standing, but within me I am sitting. (laughs) Within him he was sitting, but in the teacher's eye he was standing. Are you following what I'm saying? It all depends on your mindset. It's a mindset. Your mindset determines who you are. It's your mindset. It's your mindset. It's the mindset. That's why it's important to possess persistent faith mentality. You have to have that mindset. That as for this family, we are victorious. As for this family, we are overcomers. That settles the whole matter. It doesn't matter what happens. At the end, we are overcomers. It doesn't matter what happens. In this family, nobody dies through an accident. Amen. The car can somersault 20 times. Nobody dies in an accident. Amen. It doesn't matter what happens in this family. No mother buries their children. Amen. No father buries their children. You, you, you have to understand. That's the mindset. And you understand? So when you go to bed, you sleep. When you go to bed, you do what? You sleep. It doesn't matter you are sleeping among enemies. You might be sleeping among witches and wizards. They can't touch your body. Because your mindset is is superior to theirs. Are you following what I'm saying? Your (laughs) mindset... God help me, Jesus. Your mindset is superior to theirs. It all has to do with mindset. The moment you change your mind, that settles the whole situation. Why? Because the moment God gave birth to us, we partook of his DNA. Because it says whatever is born of God, everyone that is born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. So the day God gave birth to me, I had the DNA of God. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27 and 28. Listen to what God says. Listen to your father. It says, and God said, let us make man... In our own image. In whose image? In whose image? In our own image. So when God was going to give birth to you, he didn't give birth to you in another man's image. He gave birth to you in his own image. In his own image. So when God looks from heaven and looks at you, he smiles. He says, look at my son. Look at my daughter. He or she is a complete photocopy of me. You see, we might have different faces and different hairstyles, but we are all the same. Our spirit man looks the same. When you look at our spiritual passport, you will not be able to differentiate us. 
Do you know that as, as much as the human being has a passport, the spirit being also has a passport. And when we are going to cross a border and they say, passports, please, and we all bring out our passport, our spiritual passport, don't be able to identify the difference. And guess what? Why? Because we all have the same name. Whatever your name is, your name ends with, the surname ends with victorious overcomers. So you can choose whatever name you want. You can choose, my name is Jack Toronto, victorious overcomer. Are you are you following are you are you following what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? Amen. Your name can be Idi Ami at the end of the <laughs> Idi Ami victorious overcomer. That's your spiritual name. That's our spiritual surname. So the Bible says, God says, and God said, Let us make man in our own image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. Do you see what we do? Because we are born of God, we have dominion. Not only over, over the, upon the earth or over the world, but we have dominion over everything. Look at what we have dominion over. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. Some of you are scared of fish. Yet God said you have dominion over fish. You see a tilapia and you are running away. It's only a fish. It's only a what? Fish. And a fish is what? A fish. How can you be scared of fish? I'm going to say something, but don't tell my wife, please. If you tell my wife, I'll come to your house. My wife loves chicken. She loves chicken, but she's scared of live chicken. <laughs> give, give her chicken 3 a.m. She, she'll eat it. But when, when she sees a live chicken now, she'll run away. She'll flee. <laughs> I'm like, you are, you are an overcomer. Why are you scared of chicken? Chicken. Some of you are laughing at my wife, but if I mention yours now, <laughs> praise God. So God says, we have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So you say, we have dominion over all the earth. Some of you are scared to go back to your village. They say, Pastor, the witches. The witches and the wizards. Pastor, I don't want to go. Come on. God sent Moses back to go and confront his, his witches and wizards. That was Pharaoh. God said, go back to Pharaoh. Go back to Egypt. So those of you who haven't been back home for 15 years, this year God is sending you back home. Praise God. (laughs) 
the trouble people go through. I saw an advert, um, very interesting advert, of a man who had a car and had done a cover for the car. And he put the cover of the car looked very old, like an old car. And so every morning when he's going to go to work, he looks around to see whether people are looking and then he'll take off the cover of the car and actually it's a brand new car. That's what people are going through. They are scared of being successful. Listen, if you are poor, people will criticize you. If you are successful, people will criticize you. So choose. You might as well be rich and let them criticize. You think I care what people say about me? No, 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 no. I don't care. It's only backbiters that gossip. That's why they are backbiters. They can never be in front. They are only behind. Because if you don't have a story, they'll have nothing to tell. So when they are talking about you, be excited. Praise God. When they are gossiping about you, be excited. Why? Because you are blessed. It's only blessed people who people talk about them. If no one talks about you, then you haven't, you're going nowhere. Praise God. If nobody is envying you, then you are going nowhere. And say, oh, pastor, as for me, I don't like to be criticized. You know, says who? Says who? So get ready. God is going to explode this church. God is going to bless you. God is going to increase you. God is going to cause your enemies to even be more envious of you. So far as you are on God's side, God will bless you. So that they can have something to say. Give the backbiter something to bite. (laughs) Praise God. Hallelujah. You drive past them and they say, God blesses you this year and you know, you know, you, you, you are confessing, you know, I was teaching the other day talking about radical faith that this year faith without works is dead. That to be radical, if you want to get married, come to church with your wedding gown. It might sound crazy, but come to church with your wedding gown. When you come, one day they'll say, oh, it's Sister Susan is getting married today. <laughs> Buy your wedding gown. Do your, what's the sizes of the wedding gown anyway? Six, six inches? Is that six inches or eight inches or ten inches? What are the sizes? Tell me now. Yeah. Size, size, okay, size ten. Size six, size whatever. Go to the gym, shape yourself up. Come in your size six or size eight. Maybe the man has written somewhere, I'm looking for a size eight. So when you come in your wedding gown, pam, 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 pam. I mean, 
just bribe the technical people. Let them play the music for you. Nothing is happening, but let them, let them play the pop 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 for you. Praise God. They might be asking, oh, is it today? Say, yeah, today's my day. Today is my day. Today is my day. Why? Because the just shall live by faith. One day, they'll be laughing. They say, oh, nothing happened today. Okay. Next week you come. You come in your wedding ground because it's persistent faith. Persistent faith doesn't give up. Persistent faith keeps knocking at the same place on the same issue over and over again. One day you come in. They will say, oh, it's one of those false alarms. But on the day they said it's a false alarm, that's the day we'll see your, your man, your Boaz. The man God has for you. Nicely shaved like my hair. Praise God. Wearing a nice suit before they come. Brother, come. Sister, come. Father, we thank you for this marriage. Bless them. Let them enjoy in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. They were laughing at you, but now you will be laughing at them. Glory be God. So, so allow yourself to be blessed this year. Walk in faith. Be persistent in your walk with God. Because we are children of God. I said we are children of God. So God said, let us make man in our own image. So God made you in his own image. God made you in his own image. God making us in, our, in his own image means we have the DNA of God. Psalm 82 verse 5 to 7. Psalm 82 verse 5 to 7. It says, they know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But look at what happens to those who don't know who they are. Verse 7. It says, but ye shall die like men. That's sad. How can you be God and die like men? You don't know who you are. When you know who you are, you know that you are victorious and also that you are an overcomer. So we must possess a persistent faith mentality. It's a mindset that doesn't quit. Quickly, three mentality you must ha- you have to develop to operate in persistent faith. Three mentality you have to develop to operate in persistent faith. Number one is determination mentality. Number one is determination mentality. Second Chronicles chapter two verse one. Second Chronicles chapter two verse one. The Bible says that and Solomon determined to build a house for the name of the Lord and a house for his kingdom and Solomon determined 
A mentality of determination. A mentality that does not give up. You don't give up. When this church was started, it was empty. But I was determined that it's going to be the largest church in Crowley. That is going to be the largest church in West Texas. I was determined. Determination is important. You have to have that determination mentality. That you don't quit. Quitters never win. And winners don't quit. You don't quit. Stay at it. Stay at it. Keep confessing. Keep declaring. Keep pursuing. Keep trusting God. Be determined. The Bible says that Solomon was determined to build a house for the name of the Lord. That means he had opposition. Things came against him. He had challenges. But through his determination mentality, he never allowed the oppositions to overrun him. Let me say this. There is nothing great you build in this world. That will not go through challenges. There is nothing great you build in this world that will go through what? Challenges. But you see, what causes you to overcome the challenges is your spirit of determination. Have you not noticed that women who have children? Now, it is said that when a woman is pushing during childbirth, that strength can kill 10 strong men. And not only that, it can break that strength, can break the bones, 20 strong bones. That strength, that pushing moment. Because that pushing moment is a painful period. It's a painful moment. Are you following me? But the moment the baby comes, they forget about the pain. So at the end of the day, people are not going to talk about your pain. They are going to talk about your success. So don't allow the pain to stop you from having the children. Someone will say, oh, I watch this program. One born every minute. Is there, is, there, is there a program like that? One born every minute. And when I see the pain that women go through, I don't want to have a baby. I just want somebody else to, I want to have a surrogate mother. Somebody, wake up. Wake up and smell the coffee. Have you not seen women? Oh, I'm not going to have a baby again. Oh, never. You know, you're a wicked husband. You're a wicked husband. You're a wicked And this same woman will say, oh, wicked husband. The next moment, another baby. I say, what happened? Last year, you said no more baby. <laughs> you said no more, no more baby. Now, more babies are coming. Why? Because the pain is forgotten. He's forgotten all about the pain. That's what determination does. Determination helps you to forget the pain. When you are determined, you don't see the storms. You don't see the challenges. You are focused. You are persistent. You focus on the goal. You don't allow the criticism of men to distract you. 
So you must have determination mentality that you don't quit. No matter what happens, you don't quit. No matter what they say, you don't quit. Keep pursuing that vision. Keep pursuing that goal. They might call you all kinds of names. They might call you a failure. They might call you a good for nothing. But you keep pursuing. Keep running after that goal. Keep running after that vision. One day, that vision will speak. One day, that vision will speak. The Bible says that at the end, the vision will speak. It will not lie, it will speak. And I see you coming into that season. In the name of Jesus. The second mentality you need to possess is the commitment mentality. The commitment mentality. Ruth chapter 1 from verse 16 to 17. Ruth chapter 1 verse 7, 16 to 17. The background of this scripture has to do with Ruth who was married to one of Naomi's sons. Naomi had two sons. And she had two daughter-in-laws. Ruth and Opa. When both of Naomi's sons died, one was married to Ruth and one was married to Opa. When they died, their names were Marlon and Chilion, I think their name were. When they died, Naomi decided to move from where she was because everybody was calling her bitter. As I look at this woman. Nothing good comes out of her. And so when she decided to transition and move to another country, her daughter's-in-law decided to come with him. And she said, no, go back. I no longer have children. The only relationship we had was because I had children. And the Bible says that Opa kissed Naomi goodbye. Now, there are some people who will kiss you when you're going through trouble. They will kiss you goodbye. Those are the fair weather friends. (laughs) When things are happening, they are your friends. When you are prosperous, oh, they are your number one friend. Do you know know I'm I'm his friend? Do you know I'm his best friend? Do you know we go out for dinner? You know? But the moment you go bankrupt, he said, Jesus, it's one of his servants, said, what? Gee, who? Gee, me? Me, Peter G. I don't know no G. I've never heard of no G. 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 Jesus. I don't know no Jesus. But when Jesus was doing all the miracles, Peter was boasting, hey, this is my master. Oh, Jesus is the God. Jesus is powerful. But the moment they caught him and they were about to crucify him, a little girl said, hey, Peter, I know you, Peter. You were with Jesus. And Peter said, what? That's why when Jesus resurrected from the dead, Jesus said, go and tell all the disciples and Peter. All the disciples and Peter. He wanted to be specific. That's why you have to learn when God blesses you, the number one people you have to do good to is your enemies. 
I'm looking for churches who wanted to kill us when we started to bless them with instruments. Yeah. I've given them offerings. They wanted to destroy us when we started. When we were nothing, they said, what are you doing here? But today God has blessed us. Sometimes I'm in town and I see them. They say, hey. I say, hey. Praise God. They have to mock you. They have to laugh at you before God can make you. Yes. Sometimes I'm out evangelizing and they'll see and they say, hello, hello. I say, hello. They see what we do. They want to do what we do. Today, in our humility, we have become the standard. Yes. You know, but, but in the midst of that, don't kill them. That's why Jesus said, pray for those who persecute you. Pray for them. Pray for them. Father, let my enemies live long so they will see what you do with my life. That should be your prayer. Don't say, Lord, kill my enemies. No, no, they don't don't have to die. They have to live like Joseph. And then you tell them you meant it for evil, but God, turn it around for my good. Glory be to God. I feel like preaching now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So, Opa, kiss Naomi goodbye. And say, hasta la vista. Bye-bye. I'll see you later. But I love Ruth. I love Ruth. Ruth chapter 1 verse 16. That's why we don't have a book with the name Opa in the Bible. We only have a name with Ruth in the Bible. Those who stick, those who are committed are those whose name Jesus said, those who endure to the end, they shall receive the crown. It's those who endure to the end. Ruth chapter 1 verse 16 and 17, the Bible says that, and Ruth said, entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee, for where thou lodgest, I will go. For where thou goest, I will go. Where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people. Thy God, my God. Verse 17, where you die, I will die. There will I be buried. The Lord do so to me more also if ought be death part thee and me. This is the vows we recite at weddings. Where you go, I will go. These are not people who look for glamour. They don't care what you are going through. When you were in the manger, they were there worshipping you. They don't despise you in your major stage of ministry. They don't despise you in your major stage of life. They are there with you. They bring you an offering. They bring gold. They bring frankincense. They bring, they bring all of these men in the manger. Even in the manger, they know that you are still the king of the universe. They don't despise where you are. Where you are, it's not who you are. 
like I said, where you are seated now is where heavenly places. That's where you are physically seated. Ruth said, I'm not going to leave you. I know there is a destiny. I know you carry something. It doesn't matter the challenges we are going through. I have a commitment mentality. And this mentality means in poverty we go through it together. In sickness we go through it together. In prosperity we go through it together. Why? Because I am not a fair weather friend. I am not a fair weather Christian. I don't only serve God because of what he does for me. Whether he gives me or not, I will still praise him. That's what we saw today. An outbreak of his presence. Instruments or no instruments, his presence is there. It's not the instruments that generate the presence of God. Get this out of your mind. Don't allow somebody to sit on your praise. Instrument or no instruments, the presence of God is still there. Acts 13, 44. The Bible says that the next Sabbath day, almost the whole city gathered for to hear the word. This church is going to grow not because of instruments, but because of the living word that comes from the altar of God. You need to get this. You need to get it. Glory be to God. So we have to have a commitment mentality committed for life. I'm a member of this church for life. Rain or snow, member for life. Testimony or no testimony, member for life. Are you getting what I'm saying? God bless me or not, member for life. I'm committed for life. Ruth said to Naomi, forget about the children, they are dead, my husband is dead, but I'm following you for life. And you know the story. When they went to the other side, Ruth got married to Boaz. And between the marriage of Ruth and Boaz, Jesus Christ came from that lineage. Where is Opah? Opah is not in the story. Don't follow those who kiss others goodbye. Don't follow the wrong people. Don't follow Judas Iscariot. Jesus was the best pastor. But Judas still left the church. (laughs) Judas still crucified Jesus. Why are you going to follow Judas? Judas doesn't have a history in this place. Peter, understand where you are. You are the rock. You are the next foundation of the church. Understand it. Follow Jesus. Don't follow Judas. Judas was stealing from the offering. He was a thief. Jesus knew he was a thief. The offering was not enough for him. He thought he would sell Jesus in addition to get more money. But still, he didn't have more money. (laughs) Praise God. So have a commitment mentality. Through the rain, I'm there. Through the snow, I'm there. Through the wind, I'm there. Hallelujah. The third mindset we need to have is 
victory mentality. Victory mentality. Numbers chapter 13 verse 30. Numbers chapter 13 verse 30. You know the story? Moses sent 12 spies to go and spy AI. And when they came back, 10 came back with a negative report. And two came back with a good report. Now, if it were to be democracy, who, who would have won? The 10 who came with a negative report. Isn't that right? 10 came with bad report. 10 came and said, wow, Moses, we went to the land. We saw giants. We were in their own eyes like grasshoppers. Our own eyes like grasshoppers. The land eats its inhabitants. Moses, we can't possess this land. It's a mindset. But out of the 12, the two said, Joshua and Caleb, they said, the Bible says, Numbers 13, 30, the Bible says that, and Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. That's a victory mentality. Victory doesn't look at victory mentality doesn't look at the obstacles of challenges. You are working in an office. It's a male-dominated office. It doesn't mean as a woman you cannot be promoted. Pursue that degree. Let them know that you are you you, you have God in you and in this DNA as a God ordained child, you are meant to be at the top. Not at the bottom. From day one, I think when I was born, I made up my mind that I will never work for anybody. Never. That's a mindset. It's a mentality. I can never work for anybody. Never. So when I was going to school, I was working at my father's shop as a carpenter, but as an independent carpenter. <laughs> you know, I had my own name. So it's a carpentry company among another company. <laughs> no, and when I make money, I don't go and account to my dad. This money comes to this boss. Praise God. When I was working at my father's carpentry shop, yeah. And I would line the money nicely and put it. Then I didn't have a bank account. My pillow, under my pillow was my bank account. And every money I make, I go to the bank and change it into brand new notes. Brand new notes. And then on Christmas Day, I'll take out my money. All my money. And I'll go to my dad here, take this. My mom, take this. I'll give everybody money Christmas Day. So I'm Father Christmas every Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the mindset. That's the mentality. This mentality wants to bless mother and father. Amen. That's why I, I, I was working in the blessing from day one. Day one. Day one. Are you following me? So I made up my mind that I can never work for anybody. When I came to the UK, I said, I can never work for anybody. Uh, the only one person I can work for is God. Praise God. 
I can, I can only work for God. So don't allow anybody to deceive you and say you, you can't make it. You know, this is England, you know. You know, in England, they stereotype you. This is where you can live. You can only live in Broadfield or, you know. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Broadfield, I praise God. But you can only live in Hackney, in, in Birmingham or, you know. No, 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 no. No, that's not who you are. Your father is an overcomer. You are not a beggar. You are a queen. You are a king. You are a prince. You are a princess. Hallelujah. So have a victory mindset. Caleb said, no, 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 no. You people be quiet. We are well able to possess this land. Irrespective of the, of the giant, we can still take this land. And that's what I'm feeling in my spirit these days. I'm feeling within my spirit, God is alarming to me that this church, we are going to take over Crawley. We are going to take over where success. Solution will be so big, will be so large, multitudes will be flocking in. I tell you, multitudes will be flocking in and no devil can stop that from happening. Nobody can stop it. Very soon, you see multitude, great multitude, coming from far and near. They'll be wondering, what is happening around here? What is happening in Solution? We thought they'll be going down, but instead of going down, they are going up higher and higher and higher and higher. So shall it be. I said, so shall it be. So we are well able to possess this land. We are well able to take over this community. We are well able to turn this world for Jesus. We are well able to bring revival to this country. We are well able to change Britain for Jesus. We are well able to bring revival to Europe. Let me hear a living amen. We are well able to bring revival to Africa. We are well able to bring revival to America. We are well able to bring revival to Asia. We are well able to take over the nations of the world. And very soon they'll be saying, they that turn the world upside down have come here again. Glory be to God. So shall it be. So three mindsets we need to possess. Number one, is what? Determination mentality. Number two is what? Commitment. Commitment mentality. And number three is victory mentality. Finally, as we close, let's look at a case study of a persistent faith mentality. Mark chapter 7 verse 24. Mark chapter 7 from verse 24. Are you getting something out of this? Are you going to be persistent? Yes. Are you going to take no for an answer? No. You went for an interview, they said no, it doesn't mean no. Go again. Go again. You will refuse that mortgage, try again. You will refuse that house, try again. If at first you try and you fail, what do you do? You try again. 
I've opened many branches and they have filled. It doesn't mean I have to stop opening branches. <laughs> People don't see the filled branches. They only see the successful ones. Try again. You married to that man and you divorce and he fails. So what? Try again. There's another man looking for you. They say oh, all men are the same. No, 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 sister. All men are not the same. There are some good men there. Let me hear amen now. They are even sitting by you in the church. Open your eyes. I said open your eyes. Remember you go out with a woman and she deceives you and say, oh women, pastor, women are wicked. Who said? No, it's not true. That's, that's, that's ignorant. All women are not wicked. My wife is not wicked. My wife is very generous. She's a very loving wife. Amen. Come, I will teach you how to get a good wife. <laughs> Mark chapter 7 from verse 24. Let's close. The Bible says, and from thence, he arose, talking about Jesus, and he went into the borders of Tyre and Sidon and entered into a house and would have no man know it, but he could not heed or be hid. So Jesus went to Tyre and Sidon he wanted to rest, but he couldn't. Verse 25, it says, For a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him. How did she hear of him? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Romans 10, 17. That's why it's important for us to constantly tell others about what Jesus is doing. Because faith comes by hearing. The Bible says that for when she heard of him and came and fell at his feet. Falling at his feet represents worship. One of the easiest ways to receive from God as a man or a woman of faith is to enter into his gates with praise and stay in the court with worship. Are you following me? You come with worship. You worship him. Oh, come, let us adore him. You adore him with worship. You praise him. Father, you are great. Father, I honor you. I love you. There is none like you. you, you are, you're worshiping him. So the Bible says that she came and fell at his feet. Verse 26, the Bible says that the woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by nation, and she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. Now, I love, I love what's happening here. The Bible is describing this woman, but she never introduced herself who she is to Jesus. The Bible is describing her as a Greek, a Syrophoenician woman, but she came not as who or which country she was coming from. She came because she needed a miracle for her daughter. She came to Jesus and said, 
Please cast the devil out of my daughter. Look at verse 27. But Jesus said unto her, Let the children first be filled, for it is not meet to take the children's bread and cast it unto the dogs. Now I want you to notice something. This woman came to Jesus because her child was possessed or grievously vexed by a devil. Right? But Jesus is saying to her, let the children be filled for it is not me to take the children's bread and to cast it to the dog. Now, which children is Jesus talking about? Obviously, Jesus is not talking about children from the Greek or Syrophoenician nation. He's talking about children in the house. Children of the faith. Children born of God. Are you following me? But in spite of that other child who was in need of miracle, Jesus said, no, I cannot do that. And then Jesus actually called this woman's daughter a dog. Now at that point, this woman ought to be offended. Isn't that right? If you need something from Jesus, who has come to seek and to save the whole world, and Jesus calls you a dog, you will be offended. But you see, persistent faith doesn't get offended. When you have a persistent faith mentality, you don't care what people call you. Because what people call you doesn't matter. You, 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 you don't listen to what people call you. That's why I say, if you cannot handle the heat in the kitchen, don't get to the kitchen. Because people call you all kinds of names. They will say you are casting out devils with devils. They will call you all kinds of names. But you don't allow what they call you to stop you or to distract you from where you are going. Verse 28. The Bible says that, And she answered and said unto him, Yes, Lord. Now Jesus called her, her and her daughter a dog. And this woman said, yes, Lord Jesus. Yet the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumbs. That is persistent faith. This woman doesn't care what Jesus called her and her daughter. Jesus called her dog. Fine, Jesus. We are dogs. It doesn't matter. We still eat of the crumbs that fall under the dog's table like dogs. We want it. Verse 29, listen carefully. The Bible says that, and he, Jesus, said unto her, for this saying, for which saying? For her persistent saying, for her persistent faith. Jesus said, for this saying, go thy way, the devil is gone out of thy daughter. Verse 30, and when she was come to her house, she found the devil gone out, and her daughter laid upon the bed. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen to that. That's persistent faith. It doesn't matter what they call you. Your mentality is that I am going for this gold. Forget about the fire. You might get a few scratches along the way. You might get a few bends along the way. But your goal is the gold. Go for the gold. Don't allow people to criticize you. 
And as you stay on, as you stay on, your faith will speak. I said your faith will speak. This month, this month of persistent faith, your faith will speak. Your faith will come alive. Your faith will produce signs and wonders in the mighty name of Jesus. This month, your faith will produce wonders. Your faith will produce miracles. Your faith will yield results. Your faith will bring the dead back to life. Your faith will produce that miracle that you are believing God for. In the mighty name of Jesus. Did you receive it, somebody? Let's give Jesus praise. Let's give Jesus a better praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.